Hello and welcome to the Last Show Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the show. My name is Courtney Shane Williams. I'm the host of the Last Show Podcast. This is how it gets down. Once a week, a couple times a week, sometimes three times a week. It is a Friday. It is 1.46 East Coast time. It's the 4th of June. Uh, you know, it's hot as July here, boy. I'm in uh, Florida, dude. To quote the great prophet Stephen Wonder, boy, it is hot. I'm a stand-up comedian based out of Tampa, Florida. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google, TuneIn Radio, follow the show, rate, review the show. Look, man, the reason I'm doing these podcasts is because the numbers have gone up. Now, look, I don't know if it's bot accounts. Like, I don't know if it's Russian trolls. I don't know if after they hack the pipeline. is. You know what we're going to do? We're going to make that comedian think he's better than what he actually is. Man, hack up his got the last show podcast. Oh, he should have stopped this show a long time ago. Let's jack up the numbers. So I don't know if these people are real or not. So the way to let me know that you are real, you got two options. All right, maybe three. I mean, well, the fourth option is do absolutely nothing, which is probably what I would do. No, but what I would like you to do is you can send me an email, kshanecomedy at courtneyshanewebs.com. Or, or you can re- review the show, rate, review the show, Apple Podcasts, or, 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 uh, Twitter, 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 Instagram, at Courtney Shane, that's at K-O-R-T-N-E-Y, Shane. Or just buy a ticket to the show, man. I am a stand-up comedian, so I got my schedule online. Yeah, man, I'm getting my corporate dish ready. I'm a comedian again, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I'm just not going to be having all this free time to sit around and collect watches. I mean, I actually got to go out and make money, man. I will be at the end of this month, the end of June, I will be at St. Pete Beach Coconuts Comedy Club. July 7th through 10th, I will be in Oklahoma City at the Looney Bin. And then I'm recording my fourth comedy album. That's right, Seattle, Washington. I will be in Seattle, Washington, recording my comedy album at Laughs Comedy Club, uh, August 27th and 28th. I will be there, so you can uh, please get tickets, check it out, website, all the information is there if you go to CourtneyShaneWilliams.com, and uh, I'm, then after that, I'm going to be in Sacramento Labor Day weekend, dude, so I'm going to be all up in you, man, and then I got some other stuff that I got to do, but I'm not going to tell y'all where I am, I don't want y'all to know when I'm not home, you know what I mean, I don't know what kind of villains y'all are up to, man, probably one of them dudes that watch somebody turn their back, backstabbers, ain't that what the OJs called them? That may be the way you guys roll, man. So this is the last show podcast. Thank you for being around. Cheer. Hey, man. So, um, yo, Donald Trump shut down his blog. Hey, man, why ain't nobody telling me Donald Trump shut the blog down, man? Look, man, y'all know I was interested in the blog. I was just as interested as everybody else that didn't go to the blog. You know how uh, bad of a blogger you have to be uh, to shut down a free account? It was free. <laughs> the man shut his website down a month after it started. Grand opening, grand closing. Hey, man, the power of being president is something that comes at you real quick, man. I mean, life comes at you real fast, dog. When you ain't president no more, nobody cares. They won't even go to your free blog, dog. It was like, nah, dude. Hey, all you got to do is subscribe to the RSS feed. <laughs> I got a feed burner. This dude is sending them out in mass emails. Eh? We don't roll like that no more, man. This dude is too strong out here. Donald Trump shut down the blog. This dude gets nothing done. Nothing. That dude spent four years getting nothing done. <laughs> and now he's on his own time getting nothing done. I'm convinced at this point he actually don't want to work. And I don't blame him, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't want to work either. 
You know I mean, you see me, I barely got on clothes. If y'all didn't see me, you know, I ain't even got on pants right now, dog. That's why I go from the navel up, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the navel up. Yeah, I learned that in the strip club. The navel up, ladies and gentlemen. That's the way I shoot all my videos, man. Dude does not want to work. And this is the same guy. Remember, he was like, I'm going to start my own social media plan. We don't need Facebook and Twitter. We're starting on the parlor. <laughs> Remember, he created a website. It's like, all the insurrectionists can get on the parlor app. You know, and a hundred of us will show up at the Capitol building and all of us will get arrested except for him. Ah, long term, this seems like a great plan. Those done nothing. Nothing. Just blogging for a living. It's not even blogging. And I mean, I guess, you know, it, it, so a couple things come to my mind, actually. One thing that comes to my mind is like, yo, if Obama start blogging, I don't think he's going to shut that down. I just don't think that's the way that's going to work. All right. If Obama start blogging, I don't think there's ever going to be a point where, where somebody's like, y'all dog, did you, did you see Obama shut his blog down? Oh, yeah, and then nobody wouldn't go into I just don't think that's happening. George Bush could start blogging. People would, look, man, not only could they start blogging, they actually sell books and people buy the books. Uh, Michelle Obama sells tons of books and people buy the books, dog. You got to be a special kind of lazy and terrible at being president for you not to be able to make any money off of it. No money. <laughs> shut it down let's go home the other thing that came to me is how does donald trump have so much power when he don't even have the power to run a free blog how is this dude wrap people's mind around the idea that he can actually do something for him? what kind of suckers are you people though and that's why i said you people because i'm trying to be maximum disrespectful what kind of suckers are you dog this dude is pimping y'all, man. And he ain't even giving you half the profit, dog. Donald Trump got you out there on that stroll and he just taking all your money when you get back and you can't even come to the crib. He can't even keep the free blog open, man. What do you think he gonna do for you, man? Yeah, hey, 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 come over here, man. Let me spit this game to you. The game is to be sold and not told. But if your leader can't keep a blog up and running, you know, <laughs> you you might want to call Carol, Carol Baskin's people, dog. <laughs> they got a strip right over here. They'll keep you in work. And you get to keep all your money, dog. You throw a baked potato at somebody and open up. A... <laughs> Carol Baskin's a criminal. You know, uh, allegedly. Allegedly, you know. I don't I don't, I don't want Carol Baskin feeding me to no tiger. I don't know if y'all seen the doc. <laughs> she said, ain't nothing nice over there, boy. But I'm just be honest, dude. I really don't know how this dude has the power over a complete political party to the point that, like, yo, this dude can't even run a free blog and y'all actually think he can do something for you? This is short money right here, dog. You got to short this stock, man. And by the way, if he does plan on running for president again, which I really hope he does. I mean, I hope he does. <laughs> because when you see that dude show up, you're like, yeah, I know I'm winning. You know what I mean? I played against teams like that in high school. You ain't even got to lace up the shoes. Like, hey, dude, I seen his brother at the park, and his brother's terrible, and he's older than him. I know this dude can't play. That's that's what Donald Trump is, Doug. You should see him show up, and they start reading Trump's credit, and all he got is a defunct free blog. Yeah, I got this dude, man. How? How? Grand opening, grand closing. He should have called his blog the last show. I mean, he literally had the last show. <laughs> this dude beat me to it. 
<laughs> that dude stole the premise of my show. Hey, Donald Trump is on my corner. I used to run a blog, by the way, a blog that was very successful. I mean, by very successful, uh, it ran for longer than four months. <laughs> so very successful. I had writers that wrote for the blog. I used to write for other blogs. I had content that was featured on FoxSports.com. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once upon a time, I really tried it, this whole thing. I did. And even I was better than Donald Trump. Perhaps I can be president. Or a game show host. One or the other has to be true, man. All right. It's the last show podcast. Thank you for tuning into the last show. It's called the last show because this may be it. Let me do this. Give me a project chick. The big timers, man. That's project chick. By the big time, yo, significance of this song is like you guys know, and if you don't know, now you know, you need to go ahead and get on my Instagram, social media, Twitter. I don't do too much Twitter. I try to keep my Twitter and Instagram somewhat different. You know, it's like I'm an artiste. I just can't keep spitting out the same content everywhere. Unless I'm trying to get you to buy tickets for a show. Then I just put the same content everywhere. <laughs> but uh, I try to keep it separate. But if you follow me on Instagram, you guys know I may or may not, you know, jog a little bit. I don't call myself a runner because I'm not doing it for the love of the game. I started running because I thought that was going to help me beat the coronavirus. <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude, if I start jogging, I could build up my lung capacity. You know what I mean? If I just start jogging and I need oregano because I had read, I had Googled in the chat rooms. I hate, man, oregano is the way to go. Really? So oregano is the cure for the coronavirus. I was like, dope, man. So I started drinking uh, turmeric, oregano shakes, and jogging miles because I was, I was going to beat the virus, man. Um, so that's the reason I'm doing it. Survival, right? But you guys may or may not know I run. One of the things when you run is like, I'm like, yo, what am I going to listen to on this run? And sometimes I listen to a podcast. It depends on the run. Like if I'm chilling out on the run and I'm like, hey, I'm not trying to accomplish anything. I'm just, you know what I mean, trying to bend these knees. I'll throw podcasts on. But music, especially the right music, can help you, you know, stay focused. Keep your brain engaged. Long distance runs. Like, I don't want to brag, but, you know, my average run is at least three miles. At least three miles. You know what I mean? Average lately, especially I've been only running like a couple times a week. Average lately has been like four to five miles average. So, keeping your brain engaged helps you get through like, you know, those miles, you know, because you can go through, go through the motions, whatever, you know what I mean? You'd be out there for the rest of the time, man. I got things to do. I try to run, you know, a mile in under, you know, nine minute, 30 second pace, dog, because why? I got to get home, man. I ain't got time to be out here all day in this grass. You know what I mean? Why can't I go in the house with you? So uh, anyways, so one thing you need is good music when you're doing the, uh, doing the run. So I was going through what I was going to listen to, and all of a sudden, uh, the... Um, Big Timers, this is the Big Timer playlist came up on Spotify, and I was like, oh, snap, man, I like that one song, Stay Fly, and I hit the Stay Fly, then after that, I was like, oh, Project Check, I liked it, and then Project, it was thumping, dog, thumping, and at that point, I was like, yo, dude, I gotta run to this on Saturday, so tomorrow is run day, Saturday is run day, all right, when you run tomorrow, look at me, when you run tomorrow, Saturday is run day, you understand? And what we do on run day is we run. 
<laughs> I thought I had something dramatic to say. I was like, what do we do on run day? We run, Courtney. We run on run day. You know what I mean? Like the police is behind you. We're not doing a brisk jog, you know? Act like you just looted at a bank. You know what I mean? Act like they're trying to catch you, okay? Run day. Tomorrow, run day. Playlist for run day tomorrow. Big timers. This is the big timers on Spotify playlist. Project Tick. All day, every day, number one stunner. All right. So, look, man, uh, the Lakers got eliminated last night. And uh, projects, projects, uh, uh, the playoffs have been interesting in the NBA. And by interesting, you know, teams are starting to go home. <laughs> so, like, once teams start to go home, then you realize, like, hmm, I guess the Lakers aren't going to repeat. <laughs> it's going to be tough for them to win. And Danny Ainge, he quit. Hey, Kyrie Irving uh, mentioned racism in Boston and everybody left. <laughs> Danny's like, hey, I can't take this anymore, dog. It's too much pressure in this job. <laughs> Somebody threw a water bottle at Kyrie. I'm out of here. You know, it's like Danny Ainge had an interview. I think I heard it on Levitard's show where he said something about uh, he's not interested in any player's opinion on anything. Seems like it's gonna be tough for you to have a job uh, <laughs> if you don't want to hear player, the play, opinion of any player on anything, dog. I don't want to hear you say ish. Um, so he quit, but the Lakers lost last night. All right. And, um, Anthony Davis tried to play. Look, man, I'm not going to go into it. I, I went off on Twitter. Uh, every, every mention I could find, I, I blitzed him on this Anthony Davis thing. That dude was so injured. He should have never been out there, man. That, that it angered me. It angered me, dude. That this dude was out there. Now, if he wanted to be out there, strike everything I'm about to say, but that dude went out there and couldn't play. And not only couldn't play, couldn't walk. Like, if me and Anthony Davis was just walking in my neighborhood, you know what I mean? And if you walk in my neighborhood, I just want to be clear. Like, I'm not sure you could walk in my neighborhood if you were healthy. You know what I mean? Because you got to have a brisk walk about. You got to have a mindset of knowing where you want to go. I don't live in a bad neighborhood. I mean, but you don't want to be frolicking around if you don't live here. I mean, it's, it's certain blocks. It gets dicey. It gets dicey, all right? So when Anthony Davis couldn't have been walking in my neighborhood the way he was moving, he should not have been playing an NBA game. Then they tried to make it seem, well, you know, the medical team cleared him. Who, who's on the medical team? So somebody got to get fired. Somebody get fired. Why is this dude playing NBA games? And bum? Not bum. I refrain to that. I'm not going to say bum. But people in the media forcing dudes to play. Same thing happened with Kevin Durant. Oh, man, he got to play. Oh, man, he got... No, you don't have to play. You actually don't have to play. Who cares what these jack wagons say? So, let me get this straight. AD went out there yesterday for five minutes just to show you that he was actually hurt. Then it pivots. Oh, well, what is he doing in the offseason? Why is he always in? You know why he's always injured? Because he's always injured. That's why he's always injured. I mean, this is not a thing. Like, what What happened to Grant Hill? Why is Grant Hill always in? Grant Hill's always injured because he's always injured. Well, Bill Walton, he's always injured. Dudes get injured, man. That's it. LeBron is the exception. Well, LeBron, LeBron's the exception. Kevin Durant, best player in the NBA probably right now. He's missed seasons. Plural. With injuries, dog. People get injured. One thing is for sure, if you play with LeBron James for any extended period of time, you're not going to make it out at the end, okay? 
It's like going to war when you're playing with LeBron. Because you got to keep up with LeBron. And LeBron is not a human being. You understand? Like, he's just not human. I've seen that dude roll his ankle, tie his shoes up tight, and go for 50. Like, no one does what LeBron does, dog. In order for LeBron to miss time, somebody had to land on his foot and roll his ankle the opposite direction. And what did he do? Missed 20 games. <laughs> right back in the playoffs, dog. 36 years old. So look at the guys that LeBron has played with in the past. You can examine Anthony Davis. He's not available. He's not healthy. Look at the dudes he's played with, dog. Dwayne Wade was a broken man when he's done low. Chris Bosh ended up being a broken man. Kevin Love is a broken man. Kyrie Irving is a, a broken man. No one comes out alive except for LeBron at the end. That's the way this thing is going to end, Lakers fans. If you're listening to this, believe me now. No, listening to me now, believe me later on. No one's going to be standing at the end of this thing, except for LeBron. That's it. And if he ain't standing, you're really in trouble. But that's the way it ends, man. Well, they got to get some dudes around LeBron. That could no, 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 dog, dog, dog. It's very hard for a championship team to retool. And when you're playing late in the season, especially in the last season, they got like 70 days off, dog. 78 days. That's like two months off. And then you got train, ramp up, ramp down. You're in the bubble, and then you play another season. Then you go back to the playoffs. Like, no one can stand up to that, man. The idea that, like, oh, Anthony, oh, he'll be fine because LeBron can do it, dog. LeBron's not a human being, okay? Not a human being. So now it's going to pivot to, like, what do the Lakers do? And honestly, you know what the Lakers do? They try to get better, and you go back at it the next year. That's it. You get healthy. That's what you do. You get healthy, and you try to go at it again. It's not You can't make acquisitions with a team the way they have without giving up something. And they ain't got nothing to give up. Because that's another thing LeBron does. He drains all your assets as soon as he gets there. Because he's interested in winning right now. He's not interested in your future. He's interested in winning right now. So as soon as he gets to the team, they drain all the assets to get players that can win right now. I lie, Anthony Davis. Here it comes. Think about it now. If the Lakers would have just stood pat and got Anthony Davis in the offseason... And still had dudes like Brandon Ingram. I know who they wouldn't be doing. They wouldn't be trotting Kyle Kuzma out there. I'll tell you that much. But if they had kept Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, LeBron, and then you would have added Anthony Davis for nothing, think about that, dog. You would have had an a A-plus defender in Lonzo Ball. You'd have had another dude on the perimeter that could score. Anthony Davis wouldn't be rushing back or would fire in his balls right now. And you'd have LeBron James, dude. That would have been a team, and you could have still added Andre Drummond and broke down Marcus Saul and Montrez Hell. You could have still added all that other stuff. But LeBron James is not interested in your future. And I don't blame him, by the way. But he ain't interested. He's interested in right now. So this is a team they have, and they're stuck, just like every other good team. They're stuck. So um, they got nothing to do. They got nothing to do but hope they get healthy. And to quote the great uh, philosopher Charles Barkley, old people don't get healthy, they die. So, I mean, I wouldn't even depend that much on that either, man. Um, so, uh, and then if that's old Dame Lillard, Portland, I low-key kind of root for Portland in a way just because I lived in Seattle and I like Dame's game, but uh, that's, that's, hey, that mean they ain't winning no title, which doesn't say much of anything. There's a lot of teams ain't winning no title, man. 
Um, the Celtics are a very interesting situation because that's a team that was actually close. Not on paper was close, like actually close. And Danny Ainge maybe didn't pull the trigger on some deals he had. Maybe he did. Maybe, you know, all these things are subjective, but that team is further away than what it was three years ago. It just is. Granted, you didn't know the Nets were going to be what the Nets are now, but you never know. You didn't know LeBron was going to the Lakers. You didn't know LeBron was coming back to Cleveland. You didn't know LeBron was going to Miami. Like, like who didn't know? I didn't know Luka Doncic was going to end up paying for the Mavericks. I didn't know. I didn't know Giannis was going to be Giannis. You didn't know. You never know. All you got is the moment right now. Back to LeBron. I don't care about your future. I want now. And ain't you glad that you won that championship in the bubble, by the way, because you might be holding zero championships at the end of this. But the Boston Celtics are interesting because they have a player that could lead the league in scoring. Jason Tatum could be the leading uh, leading uh, uh, league leader in scoring. scoring. The league leader in scoring. And um, um, I was about to call him Justin Brown. <laughs> Justin Brown, shout out, dog. Look at that. That's a free shout out, man. You know, I like that in you. If, if you were here, the camera work would probably be better, man. Uh, uh, but Jalen Brown and then you got uh, Marcus Smart. Like, they got players they can move and assets they can move. This is a very interesting team. But one thing is clear at this point, especially with Trey Young, and I'm, I'm not like a believer on Trey Young, quote unquote, but I like the swagger. Anybody that makes fun in New York City is a hero in my book, dog. I got You can't see it on camera. I got a Reggie Miller poster in here. Just because he made fun of Never won a thing. But, dog, he made fun of New York City, and I like it. Anybody that makes fun of New York and the gaudiness and the idea that they're better than everybody else when they win, absolutely nothing. They just got good press. They're like Trump with a blog that never shuts it down. <laughs> this blog is going to be good one day, I swear. Remember when Willis Reed limped out? Oh, that was my blog on its last leg. Nuts burning. But, um, yeah, man, so Trey Young and, and, and uh, now the Devin Booker and even Tatum. Dude, this league is getting young right in front of, you know, everybody. And the ratings in the league are going down, which is interesting because these dudes actually say stuff <laughs> like that people don't like. And I do think uh, uh, the the perception uh, of the league, Black Lives Matter and and, and racial justice, all I do I do think that is causing the ratings to go down. Yeah, sad but true. It is like there's only so many things that I can be shown to. Eventually, I gotta be like, yeah, mm, maybe you're right. I don't think it's a bad thing, by the way. I actually like it. <clears throat> You know what I mean? I'm not a, the commissioner of the NBA. What do I care if the ratings go down? I'm not going to watch the games if they was on tape delay or not, right? Don't matter to me. But it's pretty clear at this point, dude. Ratings are going down. Players are speaking out. And they throwing bottles at them. Like, how many, how many more? <laughs> how much more piece of evidence do you need to have before you say, eh, maybe the league uh, you know, is losing some of its popularity? Maybe it is, man. I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing, but I do think, like, these young dudes coming in, man, this league is changing right in front of us. This this could be it for LeBron. And it, meaning LeBron, um, this may be his last year of dominance. Not that he can't win, but his last year of dominance. Like, he hasn't been MVP of the league, like, good for a sustained period of time since probably, what, his third year in Cleveland? Hasn't even been in, he's he's done winning MVPs in the league like that that thing is over and he ain't won an MVP really since Miami 
You know what I mean? So he's done with all that. So now the next generation of the league is going to be Trey Young, the tail end of Steph Curry, whatever Dame Lillard decides to do. Anthony Davis, if his nuts ever stop burning, he'll be in there. Zion, and they got a lot of young dudes that can play, man. So I'm excited about the NBA. Personally, I'm excited. I would never throw a bottle at those people. First of all, those people may or may not know how to fight. Second of all, I just don't throw bottles at people. Because when you throw bottles at people, you tend to get arrested. And I'm not built for jail. I mean, I'm built for speed. You know what I mean? I'm not built for jail. I got to write that down, dude. I am not built for jail. Underline, underline, star. Just in case I think about throwing a bottle at somebody one day, I was like, hey, Courtney, you're not built for jail. You're right about that, Conscious. I'm not. Um, so that's that. Hey, uh, Naomi Osaka. I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to get out of here. Because I really don't have anything profound to say about Naomi Osaka at all. The uh, <laughs> only thing I have to say is her name incorrectly, apparently. Naomi Osaka. Um, withdrawn from the, the French Open because of, she didn't want to do press conferences. They tried to strong arm her in doing press conferences. And she's like, all right, I'm out. You know, I got to work on my mental health. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm just laughing because it reminds me of like Urban Meyer every time he stops coaching. <laughs> I need to spend time with my family. What? The Jaguars? Oh, I'll be there. <laughs> Bring Tim Tebow just in case there's a murder in the huddle. I learned the last time from being in Florida. <laughs> you coach in Florida at any time, there could be a serial killer in your huddle. So you want to have Tim Tebow. Throw a jersey on him. So um, Naomi Osaka withdraw, uh, withdrew, rather. Dude, tennis press is terrible, by the way. I'm not even really a fan of tennis, but it always seems like the controversial people crying in press conferences, the, the women. It's always tennis. They broke. They be breaking down Serena Williams, and Serena Williams looks like she'd get anybody in them hands, dog. Maybe Serena Williams is like one of the things where you get so angry you start crying because you want to put your hands on somebody. That's why her daddy kept showing up to them events. Her daddy showed up just to let you know, yo, I got that muscle. And I don't even really care. You know, I'm from Compton, so I will piss to whip everybody at this press conference. <laughs> better, better look at me in the eye. <laughs> but uh, Naomi Osaka's out. And it's one of those things where should athletes have to talk to the medium? I'm not media. I'm not sure I uh, would be good at that, especially after I lose. Yeah, probably actually I wouldn't be good after I lose. I'm not even sure like if it's productive at all. Like what are you extracting from a press conference uh, when some person's talking after a loss? I'm not sure. Um, one thing I am sure of is while the tournaments have the power because the French Open, Wimbledon, US Open, Australian Open, like they have the power because it's their tournament, right? They can put anybody out there and it's still their turn. It's like the Masters. Remember, like, sponsors were like, we're leaving the Masters. Like, all right, dude, we still going to have the tournament. Like, people still going to come. So whether we let women and black people golf or not, like, we're still the Masters, right? But it's that thing where the Masters and the tradition and golf and it's different levels, right? With something like tennis, if you don't have the best players, people just ain't going to watch. And when you're making money off the sponsors, you kind of need people to watch, right? And tennis seems like one of those events where, like, you need people to kind of watch, right? And these dudes wake dudes, females, 
uh, athletes, they make way too much money for you to just be like, oh, we can do it without you. You actually can't. Because if a Naomi, Naomi Osaka made like $30 million last year, that's Guy Fieri money, dog. She actually don't have to work anymore for you at all. <laughs> like, And if it's her that's making that much money, that means other people that are winning are making close to that much money. Look here, if I make a million dollars, I'm not working no more. You know what I mean? As soon as I'm a liquid millionaire, it's over, man. The podcast is done. I'm shutting the blog down, dude. I'm shutting down the studio. That's it, man. So at some point, these tournaments are going to have to work with people like Naomi Osaka. I understand the slippery slope. is like if she don't have to do the press conference, nobody will have to do the press conference. But in all actuality, Naomi Osaka just let you know the emperor has no clothes. None of us actually have to do any of these press conferences. The only reason we probably have to do this stuff is because we don't have a union. And if we had a union speaking on all of our behalfs, this whole thing would be negotiated differently. I wouldn't have to have Roger Williams in here, you know, showing people the pearl handle, pistol whipping people, because these people would know how to act right. I ain't got to worry about Pierce Morgan in here asking me personal questions. Right? The cat's out of the bag at this point, dude. Naomi pulled their card. They can't make them do anything because they make too much money. So I do think the future of what this looks like in tennis is going to be a lot different. And maybe press availability will be different. And maybe somebody like Naomi Osaka, a different way to do press. The traditional way of sitting down and doing those press conferences was to promote the sport, right? And also so the fans have connection. Well, the fans don't need the connection of the writers because the fans connect with them directly. I can DM Naomi Osaka right now and I have a better chance of getting a response than some reporter at the French Open because guess what? She ain't at the French Open right now, okay? So you're not helping the fans get another connection. Now, the promotion of the sport, that, that is something that is very important. Listen up, NBA players. That is something that is promote, important, the promotion of the sport, right? So can you negotiate that, right? If you put in my contract, like, hey, Courtney, you, you got to do this movie, but... You also got to do this press for the movie to promote the movie. You know, there has to be an incentive there. Look behind the counter, the little look behind the curtain. I'm a comedian. If I do a show and I'm paid to do the show, I want the show to be great. So I will do press and do posters and do fly out of my own pocket, by the way, out of my own pocket. For two reasons. Number one, if I put my name on something and people come out to something, I want it to be something I'm proud of. So not all the time do you 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 do certain things and somebody's like, I will put it together and it's not the way you want it to look and your name's on it and it's like, yo, I, I don't want that. So I'll make sure that looks the way it looks. I have a vested interest in the show being great because I'm at the show. I have a vested interest in the way the posters look and the flyers look and the people that come through the door and making sure they have a great time and the comics that may be on stage. I have a vested interest in that. But if you just say, yo, we man, we got a show every Saturday night. Hey, man, come through, do a set. Oh, cool, man. I show up, I do my time, and I keep it moving. I don't have that vested interest. I just don't. So the promotion of the sport, the tennis players being vested in that promotion and how they are vested in, in said promotion, it's going to be very important to see how this thing goes. And the NBA players, too, on that front. 
They about to renegotiate with ESPN. These dudes sit out games. They don't care. Having a vested interest in those games being great, that that's the key. It's a partnership, man. Partnership. Everybody already knows everything there is about mental health that I would know. Y'all all got TV. You got the same TV I got. I know just as mom. I know just as much about mental health as you do, dog. Is it? Everybody go through the same struggles. Stephen A. actually had a really good segment when he's talking about, um, you know, the struggles he went with. You know, people passing away in his family and Molly and yo. Everybody has the same things. I remember being like in, in, in high school and people's parents would pass away and I'd be like, wow, that's sad. Now as an adult, I'm like, I can't believe they did that. Because then you have people in your family pass away. It's like, whoa, is this the way this feels? Oh man, my, my parents, my mom, my dad, they were the greatest people on earth. Then you realize, hey, Stephen A. Smith said, hold on, his mom was the greatest mom on earth. Perhaps we're all going through the same struggle. Everybody gets their time in the box. It's one of my favorite quotes. That's right. I quote myself. Everybody gets their time in the box. Everybody, if they want to, they get the chance to have kids. Everybody's going to die, probably, right? Everybody has parents. Everybody has losses. Everybody has successes. Everyone has. Everybody gets their time in the box. Mental health, on some level, is a shared experience. Some people can put up with more things than other people can. Naomi Osaka may be able to put up with more than I can. The truth of the matter is, I've never been in Naomi Osaka's shoes. She's probably one of the strongest people in the world. And for her to have to bow out, she just has to bow out. Somebody has an injured ankle, you can clearly see. Anthony Davis got out there last night. My man's nuts was on fire, man. He couldn't move. I felt that pain, man. But before he got out there, everybody was like, oh, he should get out there. Then you see him get out there. It's like, oh, dude, I've had that feeling in my nuts. Hey, man, take the rest of the game off. I know your pain. So Naomi Osaka just getting to that point, man, what you can and can't take, who knows? Serena Williams can answer the questions. Maybe Naomi Osaka can't answer those questions. So how do you judge how much pain a certain person? Who knows? And that's why you need uh, some money. You got to pay these people. If you pay people to be invested, they'll take the abuse. I mean, I'm the same way, by the way. The things happen to you tragic is like, hey, dude, I got a show the next day. It pays a couple thousand dollars. I'm going to have to swallow this grief and get this bread, dog. <laughs> That's the way it works, man. <laughs> Let's wrap up the show. Hey, thank you, you and you, for tuning into the last show podcast. If you are enjoying the show, please rate, review, uh, subscribe to the show, Apple Podcasts, issue Google, or TuneIn Radio. Please, please contact me. Instagram and Twitter at Courtney Shane. That's at K-R-R-T-N-E-Y Shane. Uh, I'm trying to bring you as many episodes as I can, as good as I can. Uh, this is not my best. And well, I say not my best. I'm not at my best. I don't know how this sounds because I just do it. We don't edit the show. We don't go backwards. You got to go forward to go back. That's that's. We don't go backwards, all right? So this is the show, but I'm, I'm dog tired. I've been up since 4.30, man, and I went to bed at about 12.30, so... This is the way I'm operating. But I wanted to do a show this week. And I want to keep, you know, keep you guys entertained. You keep listening, I'll keep going. As soon as y'all stop listening, I'm like Trump. I'm shutting down the studio, man. So till next time, take it easy. Peace. We win Pennsylvania, we win the whole thing. Before the plague came in, I had it made. I wasn't coming to Erie. 
I, I mean, I have to be honest. There's no way I was coming. I didn't have to. I would have called you and said, hey, Erie, you know, if you have a chance, get out. But we had this thing won. Aha. Aha. What do you know from funny, you bastard? Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. Not quite my tempo. It's all good. No worries. Here we go. Toodaloo.